And we are back with Brothers Be Podcast. We will discuss black LGBT issues and topics. And we are doing part two of the Les Come Clean conversation with Maya G, where we discuss the differences between gay men and gay women. But as you see in the conversation, we go a little bit deeper and find a little bit more discoveries of what we feel and what things we express. Hey, what do you say? This is Brothers Be Podcast. And we'll go into the conversation right about now. But I'm um, go ahead. I'm listening. What's what's your reason? Okay. All right. When it came down to when it came okay when it comes down to first of the bisexuality, gay men also again they don't want to compete. They use the class. They, they use this particular idea of oh they're disease carriers. But the reality is that's not the case. Is the, the matter of fact what's there's no particular survey or statistic that has shown that bisexual people carry more diseases than gay. Men or women There's nothing There's nothing I've seen At all But we have seen though Those who are more within the community Who stick with their own And by the way There's less black people in the world Than white people So statistically Just because we're small in numbers Our numbers being the fact That we want to still hang around each other And have sex and interact in that way Our numbers are going to automatically be higher Than the majority anyway mm-hmm. So really it's, it's really kind of a numbers thing if we really break it down, the numbers. Now, you may get the same thing for white men, but their numbers, even though the numbers show that the numbers are going up slightly more, especially for older, the older categories, those in the retirement homes, etc., and also you know for black young teens, the early stages coming up a lot more. But that's because no one's there's no gay papa or gay mama no more. <laughs> they go seriously. There's okay. none of them really can say, come on, baby. Let me just show you how. It's, this is how you got to look at it. And, right. and stroking them and, car- and carrying them and telling them exactly what it is and what's not. The, what's, okay. it, the do's and your don'ts within this community because you need that. Right. A lot of them are on their own. But as far as bisexual, they're not bisexual. They are gay. They are actually loving another male or loving another male or someone of the same homogeneity. They're saying the mm-hmm. same person. Not bisexual. No. It's not bisexual. So we have given them a bad name. And uh, quite frankly, a lot of us cannot figure anything out. Just like you can't figure out transgender. A lot of us cannot figure when, when it I, out. When I ask my bisexual friend, um, I have a few bisexual friends. But most most of the bisexual female friends that I do have are in lesbian relationships. And I always tell people, if a woman is able to tell a man... That she's bisexual, chances are she's probably more gay than than bi. Because women that really care for both sex, the true bisexuals, they, they just identify themselves as straight. They don't even tell you. If really? they just if they just enjoy having sex or sleeping with women, they're not gonna they're not gonna divulge that. But the, well, the, there's no future in that. So there's no point for me to have to be stoned for that. But you know that's I think that I think that's also the same thing for gay men because they created the MSN title. Men who have sex with men, right? And that's that. because, quite frankly, they don't consider themselves Somebody's titles and tags. And and oh they had God. to create that shit again. They want to create a box, so that's because of the fact that they created that box because they don't feel that they're gay. They just said, "We, well, yeah, I do my thing, but I'm right. not gay." Right. And 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 that I can respect that part because that's that's more being sexual than being, I guess, bisexual. Right. <laughs> but, it's all of a sex thing. You know, and, some, and most women are not going to be okay with a man that, that have sex with other men. Of course they're not. You know, most women are not. Of course know? they're not. But, you know, they're not going to sit down and have that. And there's a lot of women that are with men that do have sex with other men. You know? Yeah. They, they probably don't know or they won't admit to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you know, but they're not gonna be okay with that. Where you know, I know guys that have engaged their wives into threesomes and lost their wives. True. Because you know, you some women don't even know what they're into before they find out what they're into. Oh. And then you go open up a Pandora box. That's another situation. Yeah, that's sex is a very tricky thing. Some people do have sex as a business, and some people it's the gateway to their to their heart to their emotion. Sex. Gotta be, you know, yeah, sex. Sex is a different thing to for different people. You know, some women they can have sex with you, and it's like, you know, one female said to me, "If you sleep with me, you're not just gonna stop talking to me, are you?" I've gotten that before. I've you gotten know, that before with gay men. Yeah. Like, like, is this all it is to do? Well, because they're attaching their emotions, emotions to, to the sex, to the activity. But you know what? That's... that's <laughs> we, we are, don't get me wrong. We've all made that mistake. Well, we kind of confuse lust with love. We've once done you tell that shit. Me, once you tell me that, and I know I'm not really interested, I'm not fucking with you. Because you I've had a stalker before. So I... I Ooh, you know, we're not, we're not going to get into that. Thing, but <laughs> I'm saying, like, you know... You don't want you don't want to do that. You don't want to you don't want to if somebody makes it that clear to you that it's such a big deal for them to have sex and you're not trying to keep them like that, you probably don't you want pro- to it's probably them. better to just keep it's them. It's better for your peace of mind. And you, and <laughs> you are you are dead dead right on that. So <laughs> I, oh Lord Jesus. I don't think I can I mean so uh, so, so basically, right now, you know, I mean, because we we've kind of tackled a lot of subjects. A in lot Joe. of subjects. <laughs> we jumped around all over the place, man. Wow. I hope these people are able to follow us. You know, I hope like, keep up. we jumped all over the place. I think, we, I think, um, in a nutshell, like you know, we're talking about the whole bisexual stud thing, and and my my point on that with somebody was, how come it's okay for studs to accept a femme girl who's bisexual? But a femme girl would totally have a problem if her stud is bisexual. And this other girl said, well, there's no such thing. What? Studs can be bisexual. What? And she said that if if a stud is bisexual, she's just a tomboy. Say that one more fucking time. Okay, so if a stud who is, a, a gender-wise, is a woman. Right. If they decide to go outside of their homogene- homogeneous ways of you know being with other people and decide to go with another guy, She's they no call that a time a, a tomboy. Because now, now you you, you know you get it, you getting digged down by dudes, so you can't be considered a stud. So you, no. So are they accepted back into the, the community? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Whoa. Some females will tell you that some femmes will tell you bisexual femme now. We'll tell you they will not date a stud that have kids. What the fuck? Why? Because you've been with men before. I've never because I'll be honest with you. I come across I've, I've seen a lot of lesbians who actually do mess with people who have kids because they they take it on as like almost like the motherly role, fatherly right, role type right, thing. Right. And so I actually thought the more uh, the female community actually has more no no issues with the kids <laughs> than the, than the gay males. Nah, well, I mean, I think I think one thing people, you know, would say around me they're like, "Oh, you know, it's great my doesn't have any kids," you know. Um and, and you know, the, the the there's there's more to that part. But the point that I'm trying to make is that's what they look at, you know. Some fans would rather deal with the studs or a butch or whatever that has no kids. And, okay. and, and and I thought that was kind of being, you know, a hypocrite. Yeah. So then I said to one girl, I said, well, 
if you had a kid or three kids by a guy, that means you used to de- deal with men at one point. Yeah. The, so you had to be considered bisexual at one point. At some point, yeah. Oh, and I was never bisexual. Unless you went and got artificial insemination, <laughs> you were bisexual if you were having sex with men and you yeah. have three kids to show for it. Yeah. I don't care whether you like the title or not, but that's what it is. Yeah, I believe you that, know? yeah. You know, so, you know, it's it's a very sensitive topic. I got cussed out. One person's like, well, she must be a bisexual stud herself. That's why she's asking the question. What? And I'm like, you guys are so ignorant. Like, that is so ignorant. Like, I can't ask a question just to get a better understanding on where people stand. Well, maybe because you called them out. And maybe because they... A lot well, of people, people don't, don't like, like to be called People out. don't like to be called out at all. I mean, because if uh, being called out, first of all, let's, let's look at it for itself. Called out is basically admitting a truth to yourself that you're not ready for. Right. And somebody else decides right. to say to put you on those questions yeah. that kind of emotionally backs you up, right? And, and like I said, those a lot of people cannot find themselves, so or it takes a minute to find themselves. Well, I don't know what what age does it happen for men or in the gay world. How do you guys you know come across you know come full circle with your sexuality? But I know for women, it starts happening somewhere around twenty five. You know, we're fooling around and messing mm-hmm. around with women, like, in our 20s, maybe teens, some of us. Yeah. But the whole life cycle, turning, making decisions for women, most women, is at 25. It's 25, 24, we start making decisions. Now, sometimes your family may be patient with you, right? They'll be like, oh, she's just going through a stage. Give her a few more years. And then you may have to revisit that again, like, yeah. when she hit 30. Yeah. 30, 31, you have to kind of revisit it to kind of figure where you're at. So from from that six, seven year period of time, a lot of people are walking around with that bisexual title. Men, no, gay men do it too. Right. I, I, the, 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 but the, by the time they start hitting, heading towards 40 now, yeah, it's no longer whether you're, to me anyway, it's no longer whether you're uh, a, a bisexual or straight. It's more about which gender you emotionally connect with. Because because you've already had the sex factor, yeah, you already figured it out. You like to do this because some some fam girls, they just want a stud that can strap them down pretty good. That's all they care about, and if she can do that. That takes the factor of penetration. Oh, wow. you know, because that's that's what some people see men as. Yeah, you know. Okay, gotcha. So the, if the that part of. is being handled, then they're then not worried that, about that. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So. Those are, again, those are uncomfortable things that people don't want to talk about. Yeah, but it's yeah. the truth. It but is the truth. No, I'm not going to tell you that, that gay men also don't have their hang-ups in terms of, one, you know, the role, the role in itself. But also because when it came down to, I, I guess when it comes down to the having what role they're going to take, it really goes about generations, I think. What generation you really come from? Baby boomer, you're a millennial, are you a, 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 are you one of the generation X? What generation what gener- are we? Well, I, I think we're generation X. Oh, okay. Generation, generation X is... is, is what year is that? Uh, 76 to 2001. Okay. Well, that's us. I mean, yeah, I mean <laughs> so, okay. because that particular generation, notice that the millennials accept themselves a little bit, they come out the age of five. I'm gay. Bye. You ain't find yourself yet. How the fuck you gay? You know, yo, but you got they're coming out way earlier. Now you got the generation before us. I just saw the term to late. I, listen, well, you, well, let me let me guess. Around twenties, early thirties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you get the older one. It, they probably still struggle with that shit, it's and you know, and so it takes. It goes by generation. So what I've observed, it depending on what age you are, to where you finally got to accept the word 
gay, you know, because to him, the, to the person, individual, depending on where you came from, what went around, what age, is a bit of a burden, yeah. and it, it, a bit, it, it comes across a bit of a burden. Then the younger ones like it's more about freedom. I am free now, you know. So it goes according to what generation you are. For men, to be free is so much work. It takes in this world, in this society, hell yes. Be black woman and gay. Yeah, you got three strikes against you, just like you, just like a, a, a just like a, a male has three strikes against them. True. You are black and you are a gay. Uh, a gay. Well, fuck. <laughs> well, why, you all that now this? You know, it's like you know you, how much more, how much more pressure you want? You know, yes. And that is true. And, and, and so, so it's true. I mean, so it's it's enough just being black. Just just put it out. It there. really is. So and, and so now, but don't get me wrong. There are privileges in everything. There are privileges in being a woman. There are privileges in actually being a male. There are privileges. Oh, in I being love a black being a male. woman. I just wish I was a woman with a penis. That would be like perfect <laughs> world. <laughs> don't you have that option already? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if I tell you the jokes that. Lesbian women, you know, like some women that be like, don't they have the penis that squirts? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure they do. I think I've seen one in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to get that one? Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh what, what, God. What flavor you want me to put in there? I, I'm pretty sure that would be a bestseller. <laughs> I guarantee that would be a bestseller. No, they have it, though. They do. They oh, do. wow. And um, I'm like... You know, but the thing is, I'm so I'm so open. Yeah. You know, I can have those conversations without getting no hangups because some sensitive people would be like, "Well, if you want to fuck with a dude, you should just fuck with a dude." No, I should just let you know what she likes, and, and that's yeah. okay. I mean, you know, sexual freedom is something that also the the when we cross that that line in terms of what it is that our partners want, that want, can be difficult the, for them. The, that's difficult. Don't I want you to tell me. Listen, some people can't be dealing with that all the time. You want to be choked? You want your hair pulled? What you need? (laughs) Some people can't. Some people can't um, uh, uh, really deal with that because keep in mind, especially the older you get, you've been in committed relationships. Open relationships become become an issue. Now I've dealt and I've interviewed several people who actually already find that open relationships is almost like open Pandora's box. It is. They still are committed to one another. They still love each other, but they want to creep outside. And so some relationships can handle it, and some relationships cannot. So first off, I've heard, le- I've heard, and I don't want to use, I, why do I keep using lesbians? Because it's, it slipped out the tongue. Right. Okay, so let's just say gay women. Okay. When it comes to open relationships, do gay women believe in open relationships? Hell you know women is all about emotions they can't deal with that they can't even deal with you having a friend <laughs> they can't deal with you being too tired with another female no no they can't deal with that part so basically right now when it comes to open, so really creeping is the only option if you want to go outside of the relationship. yeah creeping and get killed <laughs> what <laughs> creeping and get killed you oh know, my god and you know and, and I find that a lot of Gay men seem to last longer in relationships than women do. And we thought it was the opposite. Are you serious? No, because, you know, with women, like, they, they can't, you know, most women can't even go through the, you know, that part where it's kind of like a plateau. Yeah. It's neither up or down. Yeah, or it's, it's just like, like coasting. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and some women can't handle that. Why? I don't know. Like, they want that intensity all the time. But it's like if you're working out a muscle and you're picking up heavy weights all the time. After a while, there's no... 
It is nothing, a plateau. It's, you know, muscle atrophy. It's nothing going to happen. It's just going to be there. Unless you change it up a you little gotta bit. You got to change it up. You got to change up the You got to change it up. Yeah. So that's what everything that, you know, I can't tell people, relationship to me is like the wave. It goes in and it goes out. It goes in and it goes out. Like people always say to me, well, Maya, how come, you know, you're so forgiving? Like you, I'm forgiving because there's no use of me holding grudges or taking it to the next relationship. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, okay, you, you dog me, did me dirty. Okay, I still love you. But I know but, how I love you now. Exactly. It, you know, it's different. Exactly. exactly. So, with, with with women, if you're in a relationship with a woman and, you know, you got too caught up with work or you're hustling too hard and you're not paying her attention like you used to, it's a matter of moments what? for somebody else to creep up in there. Holy. But see, the only way that somebody can actually creep up in there is if you open that door. You don't open that door sometimes. With social media now, where they can be in the DM in the inbox, come on now. But again, it's up to that person. If you open well, the well, door, yeah, yeah, you yeah. respond back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You say, yeah. Like, you know, I tell people I'm stupid loyal. I'm stupid loyal to a point that, because you got to think about it, Be having fans is an easy thing. People yeah. wanting to get with you is an easy thing. Mm-hmm. But you also got to look to your side and say, what is this person worth to me? Because you, know, you could hook up with somebody who's cuter, somebody that probably have more money, but... What about their values, their morals? You know but, what I'm saying? See, All also, that comes into the play. But this, this also looking for those who are looking for that long term relationship. That's what I'm saying. It's, are most women, if you're in a relationship, well, it, it, most of these women over 35, they are looking for long term. Hell, most of the men are looking for long term too, but they just can't <laughs> seem to get over the the the, the, the serial idea, the serial mentality. Yeah, they no. want it. They know they want it, but, you know, in the meantime, you know. You know, the thing with me is, like, you know, my friend, you know, she says to me all the time, she's like, oh, my, you need to go out and have fun. I mean, that's the thing, like, and not for nothing. If you can give a woman a good conversation, uh-huh. you got her. Okay. I'm a conversationist. Because you stimulated her mind. Right. And I'm a conversationist. Ah. The art of the tongue. Exactly. I get it. I get it. You know? <laughs> so, so you know, if, if she's like, "Well, I'm stimulated by you," yeah. So was the ten before you. Ooh, ouch! Yeah, so was the ten before you. So for me, it's just a conversation. For you, is I think I found my one. Yeah. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why okay. it's very important. You know, when you're in a relationship, you know, stepping out is one thing. I did the stepping out thing before. Yeah. It brought me a lot of hell. Yeah, when you got caught, I'm sure. <laughs> when I got caught, you know, it was it was a really bad thing. I bet it was. You know? I bet it but was. But you know what? I, but I, also, at, well, let me ask you this. At that time, did you say, I am committed? At that time, I was too ruthless to care. Oh, that's a very honest statement. That's very I, honest I, statement. I, I really didn't care. Like, you know, I just felt like, oh, you like me? Well, so does she, so does her, so does that girl. And, gotcha. And, and then as soon as I get to it, I'm going to fuck all of them. That was my mentality at the gotcha. time. I really gotcha. didn't care. Okay, okay. You know? All right. So, um, but, you know, you get older. Um, you become wiser. You know, my car, my car, my, the amount of karma, Chris, that I had to pay for some of this stuff, it carried a long time. You know what? I I, I like, I do appreciate the fact that, that because it does take a minute to be honest with yourself and also to be, because to be honest with yourself, it's the first person you better get, get clung, come clean with anyway. Mm-hmm. And then actually be able to express that. And, and so, when it comes to just gay in general, and how you view your gay community, what's the first word that comes to your head? Unstable. Unstable. You know, then again, let me do say this. How I just view 
the the African American mentality or just the black mentality. Well, too, we're too guarded. Too guarded. Okay. Yeah. Can you think we showed because about weakness? It is about weakness. I, I, in terms I of think, showing presenting. Right, but I think that the I think that we just don't show our vulnerability. We don't show how vulnerable we can get. We. We're very judgmental on each other. We don't empower each other as much as we should. You know, we're not very supportive. Even in a relationship, you know, I've been, I've been in, you know, I've been with different race, right? I've been yeah. with white, I've been with Spanish, I've been with blacks. Yeah. And I felt like I really had a team player by my side when I dated outside of my race. Wow. Okay. Because when I did that, my was with, you know, another black person. It was always like, oh, you think you're all that. You think you're this. You think you're that. Where when I was dating outside of my, I was like, you got this, babe. You got this. Wow. Go get it. We're going to get, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be right here next to you. I'm not saying that all black women are that way. I'm just saying that the ones that I've dealt with in the relationships. Now, as friends, I have a lot of supportive black females as friends, but as lovers, I don't know. Maybe it's on me. Maybe I didn't pick the right ones. Who knows? Oh. Or maybe the because because for a long time I would go with the with the sense like I let her pick me. Yeah. What do you mean you let her pick you? I let her pick me, and I I, I got this from a guy friend of mine years ago. He said to me, "When a woman picks her mate, he's gonna have a good life." Because when women pick a guy or a, a, a femme picks a stud, she's gonna make herself you know, available to you 100%. All you got to do is just be committed and be loyal, be faithful, and be a provider, be there. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, and that's the same thing in the straight world. But if a guy has to chase a woman down... Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work for anybody. If you if I got to chase you down, I already know exactly what to expect. But also that comes with experience. Right. And all, the young people so, don't quite get But the thing is, some women still want to be pursued. And you guess what? You that may be to a fault. I hope your ass still together with somebody. Hope <laughs> you because the the art of pursuing there's a limitation to it. There's a limitation to everything. So it's okay to be pursued as long as you are receptive in some form or fashion Absolutely. to show that yes, I want you to continue to 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 chase me or to right. to to understand that I'm feeling you. Right. But if you don't get that feeling, I'm done. You're done. Yeah. So and that's why I said everything has limitations. Mm-hmm. Everything has, and that's even with guys. Some guys like that. Some guys feel that because, and by the way, let's get on that bill topic. We talked about this before. <laughs> Some guys feel that because you are the man of the relationship, you must flip the bill on every single thing oh my that God. comes I about. Did we talk about this story? Right yeah, yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Put it on the air. Put it on the air. So I have come across. I have come across that because you are considered to be the man in this relationship, ain't you got to take care of the things? Aren't you trying to court me? I was like, whoa, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the dumbest mentality I've, I've come ever across heard. in my life. But believe it or not, and then have the nerve to invite you out and still want you to flip that bill, man. <laughs> You're going through it. You're going right through it. It's like, no. Once I go through that once, I ain't going through that shit again. (laughs) You know, it's so funny, you know, because we had this conversation off the air. I got, you know, somebody, you know, this female invited me out for brunch or whatever. And um, so I figured the rule goes, if I invite you out, 
I got you. Yeah. If you invite me out, you got me. Exactly. Even if even if I was in a full-fledged relationship, if my people said, hey, baby, we're going to go out, you know, it, I don't know, for some reason, it would always be, she's planning it, she got the money, she's going to cover yeah. it. I may say, because we're in a relationship, no, nah, baby, don't worry about it, I got it. Yeah. But in her mind, her money's in her pocket, ready to pay the bill. Yeah. Alright, so I get invited to this brunch. I get there with E. Kiki. We're laughing, having a good time. The bill comes. She's looking at the bill. <laughs> so I scoot over the uh, bill real carefully to my right and give it to her. I say, You got this, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to have to pay for this? I'm like, Wait a minute now. You invited me out. Wow. And you know, she did a whole scene. Take me home. Take me home. And da da da. Like, just doing the most. And. And at that moment, I said to myself, I'm like, I can't. I can't do that part. Yeah. You know? And, you know, she called and apologized days after that. We hung out a few more times after that, but... It's you, like the vibe. Good. She changed the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like she you good, her. boy. Yeah. I think it was up. I was like, wait, hold on now. Hold on now. Now you you I mean tell me you mean to tell me that after all this, you're telling me that you still actually go out because of the fact I'll still go out again with this person. Once I learn that one lesson and I see where your mentality stands. Where I see right now, mentally, where you're standing, I know exactly what I'm going to deal with from here on out. Out, absolutely. Well, the thing is, I I went out with them two more times, uh-huh. you know, just to just for kicks and giggles or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, funny thing about me is this: it's like I could be all into you, but it could take like just one thing for for you to completely switch my mind, and I'm just wow. like I'm done. And and I was done. I hung out with them a few more times, but it was like, man, I'm done. I'm not interested. It, 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 yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've, uh, it, it's it's a whole another. Well, let me ask you this also because um, when it comes down to drugs, at least within the black male community, I mean, I've come across and don't get me wrong, Latino too. I've seen Tina. I've seen marijuana. I've seen coke. That's Tina. I've, Okay, okay, let me tell you, Tina is ice, like something like that. You know, it's it's something that a lot of it was really introduced by the the white gay community and introduced into the minority community. Um, but Tina, when people say, "Do you party? Do you did you guys did you guys ever get terms like that ever?" Okay, so usually the T it took me years to kind of get it. No, I don't. I, I do party. You know, sometimes I go you know out. No, no, no. <laughs> you really know that you are out. Is the black for at least the, the male community, drugs are very rampant. Um, not to say I come across it all the time. Uh, not to say people who just use it for recreational purposes, but there are some people who are addicted. How is it within the the with the gay for gay women when it comes to drugs? Well, what I will say is, um, <laughs> when I was dating black women, you know, because I date black women on and off, Spanish, whatever. Yeah. Um, I never really saw it really dealing with black women. Yeah. But except like with one person, you know, um, but with with white people, it's it was more popular. Really? You know, okay. uh, Coke is popular. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, um, Molly is popular. Okay. Um, you know, stuff like that. I, I think that I, I kind of got more exposed to certain things um, outside of my race. Really? Yeah, but that's only because I think that 
they're more free spirited than we are. Okay. As gay women, um, okay. I think that um, it has to do with that. Because if I was to say to a black female, hey, you know, let's go do a Molly, it depends on who she is. She might be like, oh, you do that shit? You know, if I say, let's go smoke some weed, she might be a little bit more flexible on that. You know, I mean, I don't do none of yeah. it either way, but I'm just saying, like, you know, the conversation will be different. Of course, You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, the, 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 the level of openness is, is different. So I think that um, we're just very, you know, strict. I always tell people like I, I love all I love women. So I love yeah. all race. Yeah. So to me, it, it really doesn't make a difference. But if I'm planning longevity, yeah, I'm gonna look at how flexible in terms of how 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 are we gonna be able to mesh without being in a box. Right. Okay. Okay. You know. Um. So that's pretty much it. So if I say you know let's let's get a hookah or if I say we we'll go to Colorado and let's have a smoke. And you know you're making a big deal about that. I don't know. I don't know if that would be the. You know, I don't do. I don't do drugs, but I'm just saying, like, I don't do coke or none of that stuff. So I, I just would want somebody who's like, if I said, well, let's smoke some weed, there, they'll be okay with that. You know, it's, it's like so. There is a, truly a difference between gay women and gay men, to where you know it's you know it's definitely. That's a, that's a big difference. And so I, so I, I, you know, I'm glad I asked that question because. I thought it was just, you know, I thought it was just actually the entire gay community. But actually, right. I didn't really think gay women, that's a whole another category. Yes, we're in the same lump, but it's not. So really, the mentality of the need to escape. Right, but you have to remember that men are more, um, more... It's more, it's more they, pleasure... They're, pleasure no, they're pleasure seekers. Men really? are more okay. pleasure seekers than women are. Huh. And because okay. women are mental creatures, right? Yes. They're yeah. on it. Men are to physical pleasure. Gotcha. Okay, it's the ecstasy that comes with using ecstasy. Yeah. Is is not the same for a woman who you can take her to ecstasy by just having a good conversation with her. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole different okay. thing. Okay. It's a whole different thing. So, you know, they don't explore a lot with drugs like that because they just want to be mentally stimulated. Interesting. It, you know, okay. if a woman is hopping from left to right with people, it's because she's not yet mentally stimulated. Wow. You know, and, and it's the reality of it. Yeah, but isn't that a challenge in itself to constantly stimulate somebody? Well, some of us have the gift. <laughs> some of us have a gift. No, for real. No, for real. Okay. Some people have the gift. They, you know, they can stimulate with, okay, when you look at a guy like Jay-Z. Okay. Jay-Z is a gifted man. Like, when he talks, you're just going like, I like the way you think. Yeah. Like, you know, he has the gift. Yeah. That is a yeah. gift. You know, for us to be able to sit here and have a conversation, it's a gift. You can't bring just anybody here to have this conversation. That's true. Okay? That's true. They're not they're not um, mentally inclined to be even able to, to look at it from a spiritual aspect to a human aspect, dealing with drugs, sexual, man, woman. It's it, Not everybody can do it. Right. So if you can have a conversation with a guy who likes to be able to converse with people and you're able to keep them engaged with you, it's a gift. But everybody don't have that gift. Everybody exactly. Don't. A lot of people don't have that gift. So that's, but that's a struggle for, it'll be, it'll be a struggle to even maintain a relationship for people. And that's are, why when they meet us, even if we're no longer together, they will always remember us. Interesting. Because you, you, you were that ecstasy. I didn't need to use drugs with you. Just a conversation with you was, was making me high. 
Wow. Wow. It's the truth. And, 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 and how do you get here? You're born this way. You're born this way. This this time this is talent. You can't. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and, you, know and you, gotta, that, though. you gotta respect I, it though. No, you better you better know about it. Sit down with different people. Just you gotta learn it. that shit though. If you're not if you're not gifted in that respect though, you gotta learn it because you how else you can survive? Be, you cannot learn to be uh 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 you know uh have the gift of the tongue. It's not something you can learn. You can have the talent and educate yourself so you can have stuff to talk about. But you can you can't be. You, you, you just can't do that. Because I'm thinking to myself, well, how? Like Oprah has that gift. Oprah does have that gift. That's my point. She but, developed the gift. But but she has it. She was born with it. See, I, the reason why I'm Barbara saying Walters that is... Barbara Walters has the gift. Barbara Walters does have it. That's yeah, my she, point. They develop it. See, it they were born that way. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because... But, but, but I guess basically bottom line is that when you said those who have a natural talent for it, it can be molded and then just continue to be natural. Yeah. Those who never really did... Talent they can get, is different. They can get certain things. Right. To kind of get them by, right? Okay, like like you know, Michael Jordan didn't really have the talent. Yeah, he had to practice. Right, he had to practice. He had to develop that skills because he wanted it. Yeah. Then then you have other people who have talent, but they don't practice. Then they never go nowhere. True. You know, some of us, you just have that talent to do something. They don't use it for nothing. Okay. So so you got to think about it. Like when somebody meets you, if their thing, if their ecstasy is to be able to connect with somebody. On a mental, they're a sapiosexual. Okay. Okay. All right. And they meet you, and they because they're sapiosexual, they're more turned on by you on a mental level, and you're like, just oh my god, if they stop fucking with you, get with somebody else, they're gonna know the difference. Man, I guess you know, I. I that's why some people don't stay away from their exes. They don't stay away. From they their can't exes. stay away. Wow, because that's yeah. the only one that they remember. That's yeah, that's exactly. only really stimulated their minds. Right. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Because you know, one 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 woman told me she said, even though we're not together, um, she said, even though we're not together, you will always outdo whoever you get with. You will always outdo whoever you get with. So basically in, in that statement she's stating that you outdid me. That's why I'm not here. What was she competing for? What what, what was she You shouldn't be. When you're with your partner, you should not be competing. But sometimes women get intimidated. Men probably do too. Get intimidated by their partner. And they, so they sabotage the relationship. They do. I, I can it. see that. I can see that. And then they go through their whole, they go through the rest of their lives saying, when I was with Chris, I was so happy. So why did you end Chris? That's true. Why didn't you just stay with Chris? That's true. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, Again, like I said, this is a lot of, this is really kind of like <laughs> I'm thinking. Myself, I did a lot of things that that. So really, there really are differences. Yeah. In terms of men and women Absolutely. within the gay community, in terms right. of that, what's important? You know, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess my part was more on the exterior too. You know, mm-hmm. I noticed like right now you have dreads. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so and don't get me wrong. You I know, got dreads before they were popular. Well, see, let me oh, see now. What what made you? What, did you think there was a masculine quality, just like like almost like a cap? People come with the cap, baggy clothes. It's considered to be exuding a masculinity. Did you get the dress because of that? I'm gonna blow your mind, right? Okay. So when I was nine years old, I saw. I don't know what it was. Say, was I nine? I probably was younger. I don't know. I was younger. Yeah. And my mom said, when you get to the eighth grade, I must have been like in the second or third grade. That's what six seven. Okay. She said, when you get to the 8th grade, if you still feel the same way about getting curls in your hair, 
you know, I, I, I you know, would do the whole curls thing, right? Because curls was popular then. This was like coming to America days. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was like one of my favorite movies, right? Hey, Without number, giving away my age. Number right? juices and berries. Go ahead. <laughs> so when I got to the eighth grade, um, you know, we were still doing the perm thing and, you know, it burns and all this other stuff. And and I told my mom, you know, I don't really like putting the perm in my hair. So she started doing the braids. So I had braids for a while. Gotcha. And, and it was, you know, it was very easy because I played basketball. So it was, like, very easy to deal with. And then when I hit, like, 18, 19, then, you know, I started coming to term with my with me observing women because I always got turned on by girls like girls always made me nervous made me sweat and I couldn't behave around them but with boys I could play with boys there was no no no, no problem yeah. um my aunt used to say all the time she's gonna end up pregnant she loves to play with boys too much which <laughs> was the contrary I was only playing with boys because I got along and I was comfortable with boys yeah. but girls made me nervous but they didn't they didn't know about that part gotcha, gotcha. so anyway to go back to the hair so by the time I hit 20 I said that by the time I was going to be in my late 30s, that I would be a vegetarian. Like, I had already called it. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be vegetarian. I'm going to clean my diet because my grandma, she passed away, like, at 92. And she was a vegetarian by the time she was, like, in her, like, mid-30s or something like that. Oh, wow. So, okay. she was vegetarian most of her, the rest of her life. Wow. Anyway, so, I got my dreads when it was not popular. When having dreads meant it would be harder for you to get hired, oh, you know. So, yeah. I, so I completely shaved the perm off. Okay. So I had like a little twisties everywhere. Um, so at that point, I'm like 20, 21, something like that. And um, a lot of things happened at 21. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> you know, I, I think I think you know I think I stopped wearing skirt at that age, that age. You know, because I because I I was getting so much attention from men. And, and I'm not, you know, I was not into guys. And I was like, I got to start changing my looks. Yeah. So changing my clothes was one of the things. Like, you know, I've also always been a tomboy. But the extreme change happened. I went from shopping and the athletic side of women's clothing to shopping and men's side of clothing. And, you know, at that time, it was so uncomfortable yeah. to be in that, that side without people looking at you like, why are you on this side buying clothes? And even around that time, I thought about, you know, man, maybe maybe I should start my own clothing line for, like, for studs and, yeah. and shit like yeah, that, yeah. right? So, anyway, long story short, I get my dreads, and then dress started becoming cool. Then Lil Wayne got dressed, everybody going crazy. Oh, he got tattoos because I don't have no tattoos. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, my. No, I'm actually getting my first tattoo next month. What? Yes, I am. I'm gonna get a tattoo. Oh, um, and because it me because it's part of my whole transformation thing. So anyway, so I get the dress, and now I'm like, oh my god, your dress is so long, and it's like it's a turn on. Women love locks. They love locks. They do. You know, I see people putting fake locks in because they don't want to wait through I've the process. I've seen that too. Oh my god! And I'm like, just go through the ugly process. Just go. You know, I've had my locks like since 2005, so somewhere like 12 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I've cut them a few times. Just go through the ugly process. But yeah, yeah. I didn't get. I got them because of a spiritual thing. It had nothing to do with women. It just so happened ah. that women love locks. It was more spiritual thing. It was more about. Stuff. I didn't care about putting perm in my hair because I feel like the dye and all that stuff is affecting you it does. internally. It does. I didn't want to mess with that. Um, with all these different cancers and stuff out oh, there, yes, I didn't want to, you know, be messing with that. So, you know, that was my personal choice. Yes, I've never colored my hair, even though I wanted to. But my stylist, knowing that she knows how I stand in terms of health, she's like, you know, I, I color for you, but blah blah blah. I don't think you should. Absolutely. 
Okay. So yeah, that that's the story behind um, getting the locks. Spiritual. Yeah. So what what type of spiritual was it just more about just being healthy? It was more about you know your God or what what spirituality was was this? It's more of um, being natural. Okay. Being natural to me, it, it's it's you know just what we're created to be. Like we're created to take care of our health. We're created to to take care you know to work with what we have. You know, nothing wrong with getting dolled up and doing all that and, you know, fixing your hair. And, you know, femme girls, you know, doing their weave and, you know, whatever. Some girls, they'll, they'll plait their whole head and put a weave on because they don't want to damage their hair with chemicals. I get that. Okay. And I respect that. But, you know, there's women that dye their own hair. That's the only thing. I get that. But, you know, all that chemical does go into your blood. It does, it go does into affect you. It does. You it know does. what I'm saying? And it, it's not to judge anybody. But that's something we need to... Be aware of. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree and as that. you get older, yeah. all those things are gonna create problems. I agree with that. No, I, I really do. You Actually, know? I think the, I think uh, last thing I read when it you said to, fuck it, cut all your hair off. Uh, well, I mean, I, <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I was growing the little ring around the rosy all the time, so I had, I had to do something about that. And if it wasn't my, it was my ex at the time that just sat me down, just buzzed me. You know? okay. So I was like, oh you know. But everyone was like, you know what? You're black. You can get away with it. It looks better. You know. So yeah, I was like, yeah, so I just kept that. that. <laughs> but you know, but you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned the, the natural route because sometimes for a long time I thought natural meant that you were either pro-black or lesbian. <laughs> for I mean, think about. It. Let's go back in the day now. Let's go back because the oh, natural, man. you know, the natural route. Women with the afro short hair or cut their hair off was automatically exhibited to be. It was, it, you know, it that was. But you know, I never even thought about it when I did it. Okay. I just did it because you know the thing is with me, Chris. I just do what I want. Okay. I don't ask nobody permission for nothing. So now you would say at this particular age, at this time, that you have now have the freedom that you've been looking for. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. You know, like people say, oh, you know. Uh, they wear uh, baggy clothes or whatever. You know, I'm over 35. So for me to wear baggy clothes just to make a statement, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It you doesn't. know what I mean? Um, I I wear clothes that fits. The clothes that fits. I don't wear stuff below my butt. Yeah. You know, but when when you get to 35, it's you, a different threshold. It is. A, and, and even it if is. even if you're dating a woman who's 29, 30, yeah. she's only dating a 35-plus-year-old woman because she's seeking that maturity. She doesn't want to deal with that little kid that's hanging pants down their butt. I'm not saying that they're wrong or they're yeah, right. I'm right. just saying that there's a point of your life that you get to that you need to look respectful gotcha. so you can be respected. So if, if if I go to, you know, a high-end spot for a hotel or a restaurant or something like that, I'm not looking like a clown. True. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lesbian. I'm, I'm a butch. I'm a stud. Whatever you want to categorize me. But at the same time, I look good doing it. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? I you. I, you know, and, and I think that that comes to a point where you have to be comfortable and love yourself enough gotcha. to look good doing it. Okay. Okay. That's so, from what you're eating, you know. Who you praying to? You better believe in something. That's true. I do. I do believe you know, in that. once you taking care of yourself on that level, there, then you 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 can enter a relationship with someone. And even if they're not too sure about certain things, y'all can grow together. So wait a minute. And to me, that's what the alpha female is all about. So wait a minute. So religion in, in itself, because mm-hmm. uh, I you know I still think I think personally you know I have my issues on religion, but you know I'm not going. Well, go I don't there. practice any 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 religions if that's where we're going. Well, well, that's the thing. The thing about it is, do we practice religion and not spirituality? 
Because well, I, I think that's the biggest problem, you know. And and I have this conversation a lot with people because I teach people a lot of, about that stuff, and they say to me, "Well, my you should be an evangelist." I'm like, I couldn't be an evangelist because that's not my calling. Right. My calling is is not to do that. Mm-hmm. I can educate based on what I know, based on my own personal experience. But you still got to go s- seek out your own. Of truth, course, absolutely, right? you should. With religion, like anything else, yeah. like black. Um, lesbians with black gay men, mm-hmm. it none of it gets along. It doesn't. Okay. It, it really so it to me, it doesn't make sense to 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 really. I don't think you should belong to any particular religion. But again, to rewind back to what we're talking about, not everybody has the gift to understand much of anything. So by having religion there. It puts them in a position where they better believe in something. Uh-huh. So, in other words, if you really have not necessarily time to seek, it's almost like it's you basically. have no brain, right? You have no brain, yeah, right. Ooh. If 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 no fear, yeah. is installed into you, yeah, you will just go rampant and do whatever. Uh, okay, so, in other words, so by having religion yeah. there, uh-huh. I can't say it's a bad thing. Religion is great for those who are not willing to sort out the truth. If you don't want to go find out what the truth is, by all means, be part of Believe the religious category. Absolutely. Gotcha. And I respect all the evangelists because they're doing a good job in keeping the world safe. Because people need to to have something to believe in. It's a lot of work to really have that relationship with God. It really is a lot of work. It takes a minute. You know, because if you step away from religion, you step away from the church, and you try to figure it out on your own, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know? It is a lot of work. And, and the whole, when I, when I say that I truly believe, you know, let go, let God, like that is a statement that I truly believe. It's hard. It is. But I really do trust God, and he never failed me. I always get what I ask for. I, I saw myself being where I'm at now in my life. Years ago, yeah, and I really believe. I tell people like evangelists. I tell them, I believe in God more than you, and you wouldn't even know that. They're like, "Why?" I said, "Cause I believe that God is bigger than the Bible. It is. It's mm-hmm. way bigger than that. Yeah, you know. But I respect you, though. I respect yeah. you. The fact that you're seeking it out your own way, and I think that's why I got into meditation, which I don't understand why the church doesn't meditate. It's, it talks about meditation in the Bible. Right. It's it's absurd. They're like, oh, you're supposed to pray. I said, well, if you're doing all the talking, when are you listening? And by the way, prayer and meditation, a lot of people put meditation in a different category. It really is the same thing if you it's really not, think about it. It's not. Because I, when, you meditation, when you're meditating, you have to quiet down your mind. Uh-huh. And you have to you have to basically open yourself up to where it's completely blank. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And prayer, you you having a conversation with God. You could be you could be you could be going through your li- list of gratitude, where you're telling God what you're grateful for. But aren't you doing that with you meditation as well? No. no. In, a, in a sense of meditation, because sometimes because this before the meditation, and then sometimes with meditation, even though you are clear, you are more given that. You're also concentrating yourself, but because you're receiving life. in meditation with prayer, you're giving. It's just not the same. They should be together. Isn't it more of a concentration though? This is how it should work. Okay? okay, and if you talk to all the gurus and the yogis, they'll tell you this: you're supposed to, you know, express your gratitude first, okay. which is prayer. Gotcha. And then meditate. Really? And that's why you're supposed to pray at night, meditate in the morning. Ah, no, I've never heard of that one. I've because if you one. think about it, if you pray at night, when you meditate in the morning, whatever you had a conversation with God about, whatever, you know, you're seeking answer. Because, you know, there's a prayer that says, you know, God, just show me. 
you know, usually, usually when you say God showing me some crazy shit about to go down, you know, because <laughs> you, you, no, for real, real shit gonna go down, yeah. and you gotta be ready. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. it's always like that because the, the stronger you feel like you need to ask that, the crazier things about to get. Now, if 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 you're going into the day, what what exactly are you praying about? You pray that night. In the morning, you're asking God to prepare you for the day and to be able to receive everything that comes through and not lose your cool, right? Yes. And then you go into meditation. And then whatever message you get through, meditation, whatever, that's how you carry it through your day. You now, know, at the end of the day, you're praying, thank God for keeping me safe. Right. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my family, blah, blah, blah. Amen. May I rest in, you know, rest in peace through the night, wake up in the morning, whatever. Prayer done. Go to sleep. No, no, no the more the more you discuss that, because I again, because I still I get both of them and how they're actually connected. But yes, you are right in terms of because I think sometimes prayer is used incorrectly. It sure is, and, and you know it's very incorrect. <laughs> we're, tell, we're telling, give me something, give me something, give me something. But the reality is, you're supposed to already it should already exist. Right. If it already exists, all you should be saying is basically thank, thank you. you. You but go. you know what? Now we now we on the same page. So, now but with religion, and we have been growing up in the Judeo Christian society as a gay community. I'm, I'm, I'm that a, same religion that bashes us. That's why a lot of people also go to non denominational. Absolutely. And you know, it's kind of funny because as a as a community, we always say that we're very religious. Right. We believe in God. We believe in it. But how much? Well, we, you I know, mean, you got to remember when we got introduced to God through slavery, right? So, why would we even trust that? Yeah, you, you, you gotta understand that. White people know the power of the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And they have kept that a secret all these years. That's yes. why the secret, the book, The Secret did so well. Because it is basically subconscious mind being entrapped. Okay? Yes. Um, the Arabs seem to know about the subconscious mind. And the Asians seem to know about the subconscious mind. Yes. Black people are the last ones finding out that you are, you are what you think. It's psychological and, warfare they right. use on us. So, you, you, know, you are what you think and you are what you eat. We're right. the last one coming in finding that out. Why don't I watch the news? I don't watch the news because the commercials in between are talking about diabetes, cancer, um, um, colon cancer. It's talking about nothing but negative stuff. It is. What, what is it doing? It's programming your subconscious mind. It really is. Messing you up. Yes. And you don't even know you're getting messed up. You know what I'm saying? So they know the power behind the subconscious mind. So they introduce religion in this very cage way. It's like it's like telling you about God, but telling you about God with limitation, where God has no limitation. It was manipulated too. Yeah, we, right, we use right. it as a tool for our own Absolutely. self-gratification. Absolutely. And I think that once you're able to accept that you are definitely created in the image of God, and God makes no mistake, then you can have that self-acceptance of who you are. And then once you can know who you are, then you're able to, you know, convey that in a respectful way to the rest of your society, your right. family, and all that. But if you're being chaotic, you're sleeping with everybody, you, you know what I'm saying, you're drinking, you're getting high, you're doing all that stuff because, you know, you feel like the world doesn't accept you, you're going down that road by yourself. True. You know, you need to have that conversation with God and, 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 and ask for that healing. And then you can go ahead and, 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 and become a whole person. But as long as you think that it's you against God or you against religion or you against the church, you you heading towards the disaster. And that's the part that I had to I had to make peace with that stuff. In order to come, come across self-discovery. Of course. Because once you get there, then you're not doubtful. And when you're not doubtful, you're powerful. Wow. I like that. That was because, because well, when you have doubts, you can't you can't be powerful. You can't. And do you think that that's also 
our downfall as a community or absolutely our- we doubt ourselves we do black people doubt ourselves we doubt each other if we if people just knew how powerful they are if they only knew how powerful they are it, this this place called planet earth would be a magical place to live we don't we don't believe that we're powerful and that's the biggest thing wow you know you know what Maya <laughs> for two hours <laughs> We have talked about everything under the... You know, it's kind of funny because Edward, you know, he was all... <laughs> and by the way, Edward is also the spiritual uh, spiritual guidance, I guess you could say. You know, hey, come on, Edward, talk a little bit. Oh. <laughs> you're, already, you're already at the corner. And, uh, he was actually saying that, you know, our energy, you know, we, the way we are, we would actually have a very long conversation. Yes. And actually, it ended up in that, <laughs> that category. Two-hour conversation. But you know what? I've appreciated I think it. That your audience is going to enjoy. Come a little closer to the mic. <laughs> I think the audience is going to enjoy you guys' intimate conversations. So you need to, you know, look at this and maybe look at this as a series of intimate conversations between two interesting. It black could, that could be. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm open. I'm open for the discussion. Uh, he, had, he had a few wild moments. Well, I had a few wild moments. Heartfelt discussions can sometimes be wild moments. Yeah, absolutely. Because your heart is wide open and you're getting revelation about things that you know you don't normally see. Absolutely. So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So you guys can create a lot of that with you, with your talks so yeah, absolutely I'm looking forward to hearing the whole thing oh thank you very much edward now, uh, we, definitely, we have a podcast we have coming soon too so <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get that now maya now being the fact you know entrepreneur that you are mm-hmm. i want you to tell me about your event that's coming up also for next year that you have coming out it's first of its kind from the last time you we discussed with me yeah so um the event i have coming up is is t-shirt palooza and what t-shirt palooza is about is all about t-shirt for t-shirt lovers like i'm sitting across from you here you have your flag yeah on your shirt what, what does this shirt mean to you honestly i, I look at the flag what i'm wearing right now is actually a dark gray shirt but it has the uh, american flag with no colors it's right. all black okay and you know i like the fact that it really kind of paints exactly what america is right now Actually, in a very dark state in many Obscure, cases. Yeah. And but you know what? It's still something that people still hold with pride, even despite the good and the bad. With color, through is black. You know, whatever. Yeah. So I like this. I like this particular shirt. Plus, it feels comfortable. And, and, <laughs> and, and that's basically that's what the Palooza is all about. The Palooza is about self-expression, art through T-shirts. Gotcha. So all the vendors um, that are gonna be there are gonna be selling their shirts with their own expression of art gotcha. so you'll have some text you'll have some graphics you'll have some image tees um we're bringing uh two celebrity djs um dj epps is one of our djs dj thunders another dj we're talking to some bringing some more acts we have a fashion show that's gonna be uh that's gonna be showcased also so i'm still putting everything together gotcha, gotcha. um so yeah t-shirt palooza is gonna be 414 at the art serve and sunrise if anybody has any question they can call me yes 754-200-1978 uh, if you're interested in being a vendor um, you can contact me, or if you just want to know what what the uh, the event is going to be all about, we're still looking for sponsors at this time. Um, it's it's a project that I've been thinking about since I was fourteen. Oh wow! When I took my first Photoshop class back in high school, yeah. And um, 
I wanted to just make t-shirts and my dad, <laughs> dad's so crazy. He was like, uh, so I'm spending all this money to send you to school and you want to just go make t-shirts. <laughs> and you know, I did, I did the whole road of working where, you know, working with the government, doing all that stuff because it's what my parents wanted me to do until, you know, I decided that I didn't want to do that and get into t-shirts and I really have a special passion for t-shirts. I just, I just love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. I think it's a form of um, expression. I think it's kind of odd that. You know, this event is gonna be one of its kind. Yeah. Um, because it's solely focused on T-shirt. Um, so it's it's gonna be pretty, 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 pretty cool. And I'm honored to to be able to bring that to bring that to Fort Lauderdale. I like that. I like that. Not only that, but it sounds like it really an event that's never been done before. It's very creative. And guess what? It's also the celebration of art. And Absolutely. Life. Remember, you you're supposed to create, not compete. Exactly. So, and, and that's 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 you know that's that's basically what I'm looking at. You know, to do something different. And then with time, it'll get better, and we'll do bigger things. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but that's that's the pitch right now. Art serve. If you've ever been to that venue, it's all about art. It and is. And I thought that it would be a very uh, appropriate place to actually have that expo. So awesome, yeah, definitely, awesome. absolutely. You know what? How can people get a hold of you, Maya? Maya G. <laughs> Tell me your Instagram. Tell me your Twitter. Whatever, you, whatever your social media. Okay, is. so the social media for the uh, event is T Shirt Palooza. Um, T-shirt Palooza Life. That's all, all together. Okay. T-shirt Palooza Life. Um, if you want to reach me personally, it's MG Hustle on uh, Instagram. MG Hustle on Instagram, Instagram, and on Facebook is Maya G E E. Okay. All right. So all you right. guys can reach me at all those uh, three spots there, and I also give you the phone number. Okay. All right, Maya G. Let me tell you, I, like I said, I really appreciate the conversation. I want, like I said, I tell people all the time, I've wanted to have this conversation for a while, but it's true. I, I mean, I, a lot of conversations that we really just don't talk about, and I, you know, I just want to actually see the differences. Until and everybody kind of, everyone knows by this time when it comes to my show. You kind of get a little bit more information than you walked away before. Absolutely. We're not just talking about, you know, shaking your ass and Twitter or whatever. We don't do that. So, uh, <laughs> we, so we really talk about something that you really stimulate your mind. So I do appreciate you coming over and let's just talk about it. And again, we may just do this again. Just yeah, I know. I know. We, you never know. You know, um, the final words that I want to leave everyone with is that just know that you are enough. Uh, okay. And if you ever feel like you're not enough just know that you're enough and if you're still feeling that way then you need to go figure out what is stopping you from believing that because you are enough Maya G the yogi <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Maya for coming to the show this yes, is Brother Podcast and again the signing off you guys also know to also hit us on bro- Instagram um, Brother Speak Pod that's Brother not Brother Brother <laughs> Speak P-O-D uh, you can also reach us on the website brotherspeakpod.net as well so thank you so much for joining us you have a wonderful day well, I hope you guys enjoyed part two of the Let's Come Clean conversation with Maya G. We definitely went around the world a little bit. Hope you stuck hope you stuck with us during the entire time. This year is now 2018, and we're going to be bringing in some brand new episodes for you guys. I know a lot of listeners have been slowly growing with us, and I really do appreciate you guys. I also want to make sure that we kind of change the format a little bit, change the music a little bit, do whatever we need to do to continue to get better at what we do in this year, 2018. Thank you for all my listeners for this wonderful year, and let's make 2018 even better. Love you all, and see you next time on Brothers Me Podcasts.